Today is Thursday, February 4th. The title for our devotional is Women in the Roman Church. As we saw yesterday, the names that Paul chooses to address here are really important and can tell us a lot about the churches in Rome and what Paul is trying to say to them. What's shocking to a first century audience about this list is the number of women that Paul mentions. This certainly would have been uncommon in the Roman world, but Paul seems to have no qualms about it. He doesn't just address his letter to them, he speaks very highly of them. Without me stumbling through all the names again, let's take a look at a few of them. First is Phoebe. He writes the most about her, and she is the one who carried the letter to them, that is, to the church in Rome, and delivered the contents of this letter. She likely read this letter aloud in the church and answered any clarifying questions the people would have certainly had to its very dense contents. That means Paul likely communicated with her at length about its contents and how he would want her to say everything. Phoebe was a wealthy benefactor who likely held the office of deacon in the church of Cancrea. The word for deacon could also be translated as just a a servant or minister, but since it occurs with the church name, it is most likely an official title. Paul speaks of her very highly and entrusts her with the very important task of carrying and delivering this letter to the churches in Rome. Prissa, secondly, which is short for Priscilla, and most certainly the same person, she and her husband Aquila show up in multiple places in the New Testament. In Acts 18.2, we learn that they had been expelled from Rome under Claudius and ended up in Corinth, where they met Paul. Their loyalty is unquestioned as they risk their lives for him. We don't quite know what that means or how they did, but they did in some respect. It is interesting that she is mentioned first every time as well. This is likely because she was wealthy herself or of a higher social status in Rome than her husband. In fact, archaeological evidence from this period in Rome has uncovered a large property attributed to a Priscilla. With no way of determining this for sure, it is possible that this is the Priscilla Paul mentions here. Another important woman in the ministry of the church is Junia in verse 7. She has been the topic of much discussion over the centuries. The name in Greek could be either masculine or feminine, depending on where the accent mark is. The weight of evidence suggests that this name is feminine, however, since it is attested to by the earlier manuscripts and was the majority opinion of the church until at least the 13th century. Most likely, Andronicus and Junia were husband and wife. The conflict here largely revolves around the phrase, quote, outstanding among the apostles, as the NIV translates it. Some take this phrase to mean that they are outstanding in the eyes of the apostles, or they are well known to the apostles. The meaning, however, is almost certainly the way the NIV translates it here, with the implication that they were included among the apostles. This translation creates some tensions, however, because a woman would then be considered by Paul to be an apostle. And some see a contradiction between this and what he says in 1 Timothy 2 and 1 Corinthians 14. However, the tension here can be quite easily remedied. The term apostle in the Greek generally means sent one, but it is most often used in the New Testament to refer to the group of 12 disciples of Jesus. Yet, 
There seem to be three different categories of apostles in the New Testament, at least in Paul's mind. First, it is used to refer to the twelve apostles of Jesus as an office of sorts, the twelve disciples who followed Jesus in his earthly ministry. Then, Paul was considered to be an apostle as well, along with Barnabas and James, the brother of Jesus, albeit in a secondary sense because Paul himself didn't follow Jesus in his earthly ministry. The term can also be used generally to simply mean a messenger or one who is sent at the behest of another. Paul certainly doesn't mean that they were included in the first category of 12. Check out 1 Corinthians 15 for these different category distinctions. But he could be including them in the same category that he considers himself to be in, or in the third category of simply one who is sent. In that case, they would have been what we would today call just missionaries. Either of the latter two options is possible. Even if Paul is considering her to be in the second category of apostles, this should not surprise us. The New Testament mentions women as deacons, see Phoebe above, prophets in Acts 21.9, and here as an apostle. All of the spiritual gifts are available to women, and they should be exercised in the church as such. The large influence of women in the Church of Rome is obvious in these greetings and should not be overlooked. The conversation of women in ministry is a very large conversation and way beyond the scope of what we are able to cover here. Check out our Tough Topics conversation on this with Kristen Padilla if you'd like to begin exploring this further. But what we see here, and I think the New Testament teaches quite clearly, is that women play a vital role in the ministry of the church. For additional content, I've linked you to the Tough Topics video with Kristen Padilla, And I've also linked you to a book on Amazon called Two Views on Women in Ministry. If you're interested in exploring this topic further, head on over to the devotional page and pick up the book and watch that video. For reflection time today, I want to invite you to consider how we have perhaps undervalued the work of women in the ministry of the church. I understand that there are wide ranges of opinions on this topic, and I'm not asking you to betray your convictions on what you think the Bible says. But within those convictions, men, have you undervalued the work of women in the ministry of the gospel of Jesus? Women, have you perhaps undervalued the gifts that God has given you and the work that he is calling you to do for him and his church?